0: Sonic.
1: Oh, there we go. We've got a little jingle there. Um, who have we got? We've got Andy Jones. How you doing?
0: I'm fine, yeah. Good.
1: Long-time editor of Future Music?
0: Yeah, I was there for, well, on and on for about 11 years. Before wow. that was on, um, uh, uh, do you remember a magazine called Music Technology? I Keyboard think so. Yes. Homeless studio recording. Done the bloody lot. Oh, shouldn't swear.
1: A fine pedigree. And uh, We've also got Dave Spears from G Media. How are you doing, Dave? I'm good. Thank you uh, G media actually make uh, the emtron oddity and posca First um, classic emulations of classic keyboards. So you can check them out on gmediamusic.com uh, So uh, how's everybody been? How's your week Andy? You've been up to much?
0: Yeah, I I, um, I was in Brighton over the weekend Well about three days with uh, the guys from future music. They're doing a new feature called 48 hours in which is uh, which could be seen as an excuse to go on expenses to any city in the world and write about it but it is a very serious attempt to, to find out what one can do in a city in 48 hours musically and we interviewed a couple of bands, we interviewed a couple of record labels, skint records obviously um, we interviewed a band called the Rhythm Masters, uh, who are pretty cool they use all analog gear and logic uh, and no software instruments at all um and we went to a couple of clubs and we went to the beach and it was glorious
1: that sounds good a Very nice time so um brighton for those who don't know is, uh, south coast of england sort of seaside town about what 50 miles from london
0: yeah yes yeah, about right
1: but norman cook famously lives there anybody else
0: we could think of please? it's um, the hartle boys the hartle boys and we met uh, one of them in in a club on, t- on saturday night which is which is quite cool
2: done quite a lot of stuff with him went down there for a that, that long-range gig with Irving Welsh and Chuck Palahniuk, the Fight Club guys. The gig was great? awesome. The gig was fantastic. What sort of stuff I mean, is it? Quite a break seat. Well, they did... Um, it's quite dark, but um, the whole gig was... It was called Modern Storytelling in Music and Words. It was brilliant. The whole thing was superb. In fact, the best like gig I've been to this year.
0: A million miles away from Orbital,
2: though. Uh, yeah, a lot darker great art by the, you know, the C6 sort of anarchy art collective guys. (laughs) They advocate urinating on national monuments, which is quite good. (laughs) Salty. So yeah, it was funny. That
0: was both of our weekends. What were you up to
1: then, Nick? Uh, Well, I spent most of the weekend doing uh, kiddie things and I had the folks over for barbecue, but musical uh, activities are a bit thin on the ground for me. Um, I've just started potty training my small one, so um, you know... Mm. Um, That's
0: a really good excuse, though, isn't it? Not to make music, kids. Yeah. How about you, Dave? Have you uh,
1: have you managed to make any music recently?
2: No, not really. No, I'm in um, sort of testing, testing mode. Oh, so are G
1: Media working on some new stuff, then? Oh, yes. I dare yeah, so say got... you can't tell us about
2: it, though, can you? Not really at the minute. We're, we're trying to sort of play our cards a little bit close to our chest. Unlike everything we've done in the past, this time we're being reasonably discreet.
0: Would it be anything to do with the, the picture that that we'll do, was putting the news on Future Music at all, or can't
2: you say anything? Uh yes, yeah, I think there'll be something before that, but um, oh, okay. I have to be reasonably cryptic because the code is a bit flaky. <laughs> <laughs> you mean you haven't, it, you haven't got it working yet, so... <laughs> no, he's great, he's brilliant, but um, he seems to sort of have these family crises occasionally.
1: uh, Well, you better get it in, but is he a fan of soccer? Because obviously this is the thing I'm I'm wondering. When people are saying, you know, updates coming in the next few weeks, you think, well, I hope none of the coders are soccer fans because it's going to be World Cup frenzy for
2: the next, you know, what, month or something. No, it's brilliant. He lives in Arizona, so he doesn't even know what football is. Well, he doesn't know what real football is. That's a plus. Mind you, it does get hot
1: there. Hey, speaking of things that are too hot, um, did you see that story about the new MacBooks that... uh, that some of them have got uh, a little bit of plastic that came with the packaging that goes across the rear vent that means that they've been kind of getting really hot. So Apple released a little document saying, actually, check the back, because there's a bit of plastic that might be stuck there, and you sort of pull it off. you getting one, Nick, or have you already got one? No, I haven't got one. I-, I was one of the fortunate people who managed to buy a PowerBook um, two months before they announced the uh, the Brilliant. faster ones going.
0: What about you, David? Have you got one yet?
2: Yeah, yeah. In fact, I'm looking round the back at the vent now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Probably <laughs> not smoke coming out of there, is there?
2: You notice they don't call it a laptop; it's a MacBook. It's not yeah, officially well, a laptop.
0: They actually if you put it on
2: your lap. It hurts. Man. They actually suggest that you shouldn't put it on your lap. But you now, how is it, Dave? Is it good? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean,
0: how are you getting on with it with the old music applications? Um, painful,
2: but is that hey, from a user new? or a writing point of view. No, from a developing point of view. I mean, oh, okay. it's 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 blisteringly fast, but it. It is a pain in the ass to port everything over, so it's a bit like the audio units kind of malarkey, where they kind of say, "Oh yeah, it's a piece of cake." You know, it'll take a competent developer sort of four hours to port, but actually in reality it seems to take a bit longer. So, any so oh,
0: well. time frame when any of your stuff's coming out, Dave, or is it is it near
2: or? Uh, we've got them? the Mini Monster and Oddity are really close now. It's okay. just the aut- automation stuff's got to be dealt with. But, I mean, anything new that comes out will be. Um, universal binary from the kind of work from
1: from get-go i must admit the new macbooks really uh, the thing i like about them is um it would be great to have one for the dual boot facility because i mean we do a lot of our video editing in uh X, in a, in vegas on xp um and you know the the machines that we have to carry around when we take to the shows you know they're massive chunky huge super heavy laptops that just weigh ridiculous amount. And um, you think Mac, um, Intel's run, the, the MacBooks run hot, these things run like kind of nuclear reactors.
0: <laughs> so how is the dual, bo- dual booting working at the moment, or isn't it? Is there, it's is good.
2: It's good. I mean, I put, I put XP on yesterday, and it's brilliant. You just start it up, hold down option, and then you get a choice whether you want yeah, to boot in um, X or XP.
0: I've been talking to Ronan on computer music about it, and he's been running all of his PC stuff on his Mac laptop like an absolute dream. Oblivion, you know, the the Elder older Scrolls game that was PC only, it runs like a dream on a Mac. You know, it's just amazing, really. Um,
1: the other thing um, that they're talking about is is it virtualization or visualization, which uh, allows sort of uh, XP. And Mac OS X at the same time. Well, so you can literally just click between. Them? Yeah, you flip between them rather than have to. That would it surely
0: like the slow them down.
1: Well, I'm sure it does, but I think it's not kind of the same as running virtual PC, for instance. It actually the processors are built with the capability to handle it.
0: Yeah. Well, if they get it going efficiently, I'll be uh,
1: first in the line for that. That would be amazing.
0: Has anyone uh,
1: had their hands on this native instrument core?
0: I've read so many confusing threads about it it's it's sort of a victim of its own hype really I think people were expecting it to do a lot more than it than it actually does but what it actually does is kind of cool do you know yeah. what I mean I think, it, I think it's okay but because N.I. were pumping up all this stuff about core release dates and countdowns to core people were expecting it to be absolutely revolutionary and I don't know I still haven't, quite haven't got my head around it but it seems to me to be a kind of shell that slots into your into your software setup that actually helps categorise your sounds for you. If you've got thousands and thousands of sounds, it just helps you get to each one of them a lot quicker and sort of speeds up your workflow and acts as a processor. But I don't think it's got any power. I don't think it's got any off sort of processing power to give you any oomph.
1: No, um, I, I, I did an interview with Brian... Um, uh, from Native Instruments at Nam, you know when the when the sort of yeah. hype was going, we ran their fabulous trailer, which uh, you know made my video that came afterwards look really amateur. Um, but uh, he he couldn't be very specific. But then we went to the press conference uh, afterwards at uh, MESA and uh, we were going to film it because we thought, well, hey, you know, the, here's the countdown here, and, and and it was it was just really befuddled, and I yeah. actually sat there for an hour and I still didn't really get it. I mean, maybe it will suit people who are working in the studio. You know, you need to set the whole thing up and then take it on the road or take it to another place where the hardware or whatever is slightly different. And it means yeah. they don't have to take all their presets with them. At least that's the kind of concept I get. Plus you get a really nice looking c- controller. The resolution oh, on the yeah. MIDI controller is very much higher. It's not It's not 127, yeah. it's, you know...
0: I have actually got the, uh, the FM review in front of me. It came in this morning and they've given it quite a good review. Um, but I have to say, my, the, the way I see it, it's for people who've got stacks and stacks of software... And stacks and stacks of, of presets, they're in, and they, it, it's going to save them time to find their sounds. Now, in my experience, if you've, if you've got too many presets, then just lose some, because the, the, the way music making is going at the moment, people have so much software and so many presets, that that's actually the thing that's stopping them making music. Does it give you the opportunity to run VSTs, but with Logic as a front-end?
1: I, I, I think, think you that, can use it yes. to to run other plugins. It's not just native instrument plugins, although they haven't no, been pushing yes. that very hard. Yeah, yeah, I quite
2: like the idea of running um, VSTs in you know with Logic as a front end. I do like that. Mm. I seem to have lost so many plugins over the years. You know, Orange vocoder for example was pretty indispensable here. Well, God bless
1: them. I mean, you know, they've obviously put a lot of money into this, and it would uh, it would be nice to see it succeed for them, but it. If they can't, if none of us know what it is exactly, um, then maybe they need to kind of work on their message a little bit.
0: It's obviously a very difficult product to market, isn't it? And it's new, and it's a new kind of thing. So they they were always going to have trouble. Maybe they should have invested a bit more in the the PR right from the front. Waldorf. Has anyone seen anything from
1: them? There was a lot of rumours saying, wow, and lots of people getting very excited that they were coming back and the brand was going to be brought back. I mean, anybody
0: know anything more than than that websites not really moved on since i wrote a news piece um it it says pretty much exactly the same thing and 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 one of the lines actually says have we piqued your curiosity yet or something along those lines and yeah you have but now give us some solid news i mean we were very sad to see them go but they're gonna have to change things if they are coming back if you see what i mean
1: yeah i mean they're not coming back into the same market really are they
0: no we want to Um, see a
2: wave in software form that's what we want to see Mm. Remember that massive Great Beast? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It took about three of us to get it into the studio. It weighed a ton. In fact, it was brilliant. I think we had the first one. I've got a feeling, um, yeah, because Arbiters were distributing it, and they sent it down, we were doing this album. And, I mean, it was literally like, fire it up, get a sound, crash. Mm-hmm. Fire it up, get a sound again, crash. We managed to use, like, one preset, which did sound phenomenal, but... some. Um,
0: but don't you just love it when you actually get something working when you're limited by technology like that? It's a much better feeling than everything working all the time.
1: Isn't I don't it? know about your studio, but nothing ever worked in mine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've just got rid of most of everything, to be honest, Nick, and what I have left seems to work so much better. A, a,
1: a, yeah, a nylon string guitar an a dictaphone. Yeah. Never seems to crash. <laughs> you know, because there's been a bit of um, rough and tumble in this market, hasn't there? I mean, what with uh, Hartman and what have you, all just kind of... Yeah. Um, it just... Um, it would be nice to see somebody coming along and you know and doing doing something well I suppose it's not new but doing something that people actually want to buy you know
0: yeah they have to be so careful I mean a lot of people try the hardware but it's got it 's either got to be hugely expensive to make it worth developing or just ridiculously cheap so everybody buys it and there doesn't seem to be any middle ground so there's been a lot of talk
1: in the uh, in the press about uh, the price of copper recently, and I actually got a, a little card through from a UK uh, distributor of audio and studio equipment saying that there's going to be a 16% surcharge on all their cable products for the foreseeable future, um, backed up with a rather terrifying graph of how the uh, price of copper just sort of skyrocketed. Uh, presumably this is because of uh, countries like China and... India just kind of grabbing up all the natural resources due to their massive
2: growth. Got a friend out in Iran who's doing all the kind of infrastructure for mobile phones and stuff and he said copper is now so valuable that people are ripping down telegraph poles and setting light to the cable ending up with the copper and legging it off
0: so it's not I mean, a bad idea though Dave let's face it I mean there's a lot of copper in those cables <laughs> mind <laughs> you I just I got a
2: thing through this morning from this uh company called audio quest who kind of make these audio file cables and the prices are unbelievable it is I've got one here and it's $16,000 for a pair of 15 foot cables
0: I'm sorry, Dave. I'm not listening. I'm just looking out the window to see if I've got any telegraph poles in
2: the field. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm going to be out <laughs> later. <laughs> Sixteen
0: thousand
1: dollars for fifteen feet of cable. That's, yeah, um, I mean it's a it's a pair. I mean
0: I, I was I'm just staggered. Cool. I, I was just going to say Nick, my own only thought on this because it doesn't really affect me uh, increasing coal prices is, is is almost thank goodness something's going up in price in this industry because everything else just you know we're kind of so used to. So everything going down in price, that we're just spoilt. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. uh, <laughs> maybe, maybe maybe it's kind of good and that the, something's I, going
1: The up. ironic thing is it's actually China that's driving the price up in this case. Yeah, <laughs> driving it down. Down everywhere
0: else, yeah. Sonic State. All
1: right then, so what's the last piece of software you bought?
2: Ooh. Ethno Ooh. Instrument. All right. Oh, right. How's that? Is it good? Uh, I haven't got it yet, but I checked it out at Mesa, put in my order... The demo was stunning, absolutely stunning. I'm going to be um, using it on a couple of tracks. I mean, I love the Mac 5. I like Moto Gear.
1: I've heard a lot of good things about the Mac 5. Um,
2: most notably, I mean,
1: which is of interest to me because uh, it is moving Akai samples across. You know, so if you've got a load of, you know, because basically I, the band I work with, they go out on the road with Akais, and we're getting to album four now, and we can't hold the whole set in memory. And to be honest, you know, if one goes down we're sort of screwed because it's hard to find replacements now because they're getting very long in the tooth and I heard Mac 5 was good at converting, do you have any experience with that?
2: Yeah, very good, very good. I mean, in fact, one of the reasons why I love the Mac 5, there's a fantastic Bosendorf piano on there which I loved and kind of used it exclusively for that. And then when they introduced the Roland stuff, I mean, I've got tons of Roland CD-ROMs. I got rid of the Roland samplers quite a while ago now. And all of a sudden, I've now got access to those sounds, which I couldn't get on the EXS 24 or anything else.
1: Oh, so it, it brings them across well. I mean, does
2: it get all the subtleties? It's not absolutely 100% reliable, but I think on some forum, I can't remember where it was. I was on there yesterday or before. Um, it lists a load of the CD-ROMs that you know convert 100%.
0: Well, I, uh, I uh, was interviewing someone who's very famous for using Core Gen 1 presets, in fact, just one call Gen 1 preset. So. As a bit of a joke, I bought him, I oh, got hold of a copy, I actually, actually paid for it, yeah, the Legacy Digital Edition, you yeah, the, um, know, the latest update mm. to that. 4,000 presets on him, so was a bit of a joke, I thought that would keep him going for a few more albums. And I got myself a, a copy as well, thinking that if I actually paid for a piece of software, I would really make the most of it. And I haven't even got the shrink wrap off it yet, so I couldn't tell you how good it is, but I'm, I've heard some really good things about it.
1: Uh, Well, on that note, uh, it just remains for me to thank our guests Andy Jones and Dave Spears for joining us. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again on the sonicstate.com podcast. So if you want to get in touch with us uh, about anything on the show or you want to get involved uh, or you've got any technical problems, just email us at talk at sonicstate.com. That's talk at
0: sonicstate.com. Sonic State.com.